In my business, my time is best spent doing three things. Selling, recruiting, and training. Let's say I have a good diet one day a week and I and I work out one day per week. I'm doing the right thing that particular day, but if the other six days I take off and I eat like crap, I'm not doing it often enough. So you've got to do it right and you've got to do it often enough. So therefore, you've got to learn your business. You got to master your business. You've got to identify what is it you're best at and what are some of the things that you're going to delegate to other people. But a lot of times an entrepreneur, they make the mistake that they don't scale. They don't grow because they don't want to delegate because they feel, hey, nobody could do it better than I can. And if you have that mentality, you're going to stay small forever. Sometimes you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. Hey guys, welcome to the Driven Not Given Podcast. Your host is always JC Rangel, and today we're going to talk about scaling your business. So I've got a very successful solar brokerage, uh, nationwide solar brokerage. We're, we are in 22 states, uh, over 1,000 salespeople, probably reaching close to 1,100, maybe 1,200 sales reps by now. And we sell a lot of solar. We are saving the planet. We are sa saving people's budgets, saving people a ton of money and uh, helping people make boatloads of money, right? We, we, we show our sales reps how to get paid like hitmen. They make a killing, right? So anyways, that's my dad joke right there. Probably not much of a dad joke actually, right? But <laughs> anyways, my, my buddy Jay uh, from Video Cartel always uh, tells me when I say jokes, like, that's a dad joke, bro. I'm like, yeah, I guess it is, huh? I'm getting soft. Anyways, guys, let's get into this. So what are the steps to scaling a business? I'm gonna give you some of the steps for me that I've used to scale my business. Okay, um, because here's the thing. It's great to make a lot of money. And in the beginning, when we go from not making a lot of money to start making, a lot, and by a lot of money, for me, I'm referring to $300,000 and above, right? When you're making 300 grand and above, right? Now that's considered, you know, you're considered a big boy. Some people that's considered tiny money, baby money, right? But I've made millions of dollars a year uh, many times. And I, I, you know, but 300,000 and above is what I consider a lot of money, right? So, when we do that for the first couple times, we may be content with working a lot and making that kind of money. But then there's other levels to it because, see, I consider that broke on a higher level. Yeah, you may make a lot of time, but you got no time to spend with your kids. Somebody else is raising your kids, right? When you get home, the dog, the dog barks at you, right? You're just broke at a higher level. So where's the freedom? That's what we're going to talk about today, how to scale your business. I take pride in working about four hours per week. I've got my credit repair company that runs itself. I've got my solar business that doesn't run itself, but 50% of it runs itself. I'm still very active in it, and I'm building it to the point where I'm not going to have to work in the business, but on the business, right? But I also take a lot of pride in spending a lot of time with my kids. Like, usually by 4 or 5 o'clock, I'm taking my son to jujitsu. So I work four days a week, about six hours per day. And make a very nice income. So I'm going to give you my steps on how to scale a business. So if you guys are ready, let's get started. So step number one to scaling your business is you got to learn your business. You got to get good at your business for obvious reasons, right? So you could build the systems and so you can scale it and so you could teach other people on how to do it properly, right? I tell people all the time, listen, the reason why you're not achieving what you want to achieve in life is two reasons. Uh, if you're not being successful at a particular thing, whether that's business or weight loss or whatever the case may be is, or even in your relationship, you're either not doing something right or you're not doing it often enough, right? If I love my wife, but I tell her I love her once a year, I give her flowers only on her birthday, right? Um, 
I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not doing it often enough, right? In my business, if I want to lose weight, for example, right? If I go hit the gym on Sunday for seven hours, I'm doing the right thing that day. Not really. So hitting the gym for seven hours is not the right thing. But the workout, let's say I have a good diet one day a week and I, and I work out one day per week. I'm doing the right thing that particular day. But if the other six days I take off and I eat like crap, I'm not doing it often enough. So you've got to do it right and you've got to do it often enough. So therefore, you've got to learn your business. You've got to master your business. Because when you master your business, you're able to be able to delegate and put the systems and the people in place to help you scale your business. So step number one is learn your business and master your business. Step number two, you need to identify what are the things that you are that your your time is best spent on and what are some of the things that you're going to delegate and help other people do. I'll give an example. In my business. My time is best spent doing three things, selling, recruiting, and training. If I can focus all of my time on selling, recruiting, and training, then I can be the most effective. I am bringing the best value that I can to my company. But guess what? There's project management. There's hiring. There's firing. There's um, a bunch of other stuff that need to get done. Customer service, calling customers, checking on projects, calling the cities. There's a million things I have to get done. I don't want to do that. But when I started, I did do it. Why? Because I needed to know the stuff. That goes back to step number one. I needed to know how to deal with that stuff. And some things I don't know how to deal with. So I hire people that, are, that have experience and expertise in those areas. So step number two is you've got to identify what is it you're best at and what are some of the things that you're going to delegate to other people. And I'm going to elaborate on those things a little bit more right now. Step number three, which I almost missed out, which is very important. Do not have the mindset that you have to do everything in order for it to be perfect. Very often as business owners, business owners very often will say, well, I'm not delegating it yet because they can't do it as good as I can. And I'm not doing it yet because they can't do it as good as I can. The problem with that is that even though that may be true, that is hurting you in the long run. Sometimes you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. So, yes, they're not going to do things as good as you do. For example, currently I'm, I'm looking for a full-time solar closer. Do I think that whoever I hire is going to be able to close deals as good as I can? No. Now, granted, I've got 35 closers in my in, in 35 to 40 closers in my sales organization, but I'm looking for a personal closer to close my personal deals. Are they going to be able to close the deals as good as I, I, I can? More than likely, no. The, case, the answer is no. But I'm never going to help them get to that next level if I don't give them those opportunities. I've got to believe in people. I, I drop the ball. They're going to have to drop the ball a little bit. And I'm going to have to help them, guide them. And eventually, I could have people that are indeed better than me. But a lot of times, an entrepreneur, they make the mistake that they don't scale. They don't grow because they don't want to delegate because they feel, hey, nobody could do it better than I can. And if you have that mentality, you're going to stay small forever. Okay, step number three. This is where we get to hire somebody. You got to hire somebody. Here's the deal. Scared money don't make money. Okay. Let's say, for example, your business is bringing in $7,000 per month. Let's say you need $7,000 for your living expenses, but your business now is netting you $10,000 per month. You don't go out there. It's not smart to go out there and go from $7,000 to $10,000. Let me go get a new car. Let me go get a new house. No, 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 no. Stay at the $7,000. Use the other 3000 to go hire a good personal assistant. Delegate the things to that personal assistant that you don't want to do. The things that you are not good at, but she probably has a personality and the experience to do that. Give her the $3,000 per month job. 
right, for her to do. So don't, don't take on additional expenses. Don't go broke on a higher level. Stay at the 7,000, scale, hire somebody else. Now that person, for example, let's say it's me. I hired my first assistant, right? And by hiring her, I stopped doing all of the project management when I was new in my solar business. She started doing all of the project management for me. I had to go to two assistants to find the right one, okay? So then guess what? That allowed me to scale up. Why? Because I was able to focus more on sales. I was able to focus more on recruiting, on training. And recruiting and training helped get me to close more sales. Then guess what I did? I hired another personal assistant slash project manager. I currently have two full-time assistants slash project managers that every single day they're working on all of my sales. At any given time, I have 70 closed sales on the way to installation. 70, not including what my thousand people do on my team. This is what I do, right? 70 closed sales. What if I had to spend 20 hours a week, 30 hours per week on project management? I'd probably keep a little bit more money, but no, I'd actually make less money. You know why? Because I spend less time on closing sales. So you've got to scale. So let's say 7,000 are your expenses. You're netting 10,000. You grab that extra three, you invest it into somebody else. It boggles my mind. I see people in my company, on my team, and even, you know, not on my team, that are making great money and they still don't have a full-time personal assistant. I'm like, what are you thinking? You know why they still have that scarcity mindset? They haven't read the book, The Science of Getting Rich. They haven't listened to my podcast or podcasts like mine. No, no, no. See, The Science of Getting Rich talks about you should have an abundance mindset. And you got to invest in your business. Scared money don't make money. Money brings you more money if you're smart with it. So guess what? Instead of saying, oh, shoot, I'm getting all this money, especially people that have never made a lot of money, they want to hoard it. Shit, I'm making a lot of money. I got to hoard it. Guess what? If you want to stay out of jail, if you want to stay out of jail, you're going to have to pay some taxes, aren't you? Yes. So if you hire somebody that you pay them $50,000, $40,000, $50,000, $60,000 per year, that's $40,000, $60,000 per year that you're not paying the IRS. And they're helping you make more money. They're, they're helping you get your time freedom back. For example, my goal by the end of 2025 is to have 10 full-time closers for me. And five personal recruiters that I'm going to teach them on my system. Because how do you scale a business? You scale a business with people, okay, and with systems, right, and technology. People, systems, and technology, okay? So if I've got 10 personal closers, by then I'm going to have over 150 closers in my sales organization. But 10 personals that are employees of mine, that are closing deals for me, that I have on a salary plus a small commission, and they're happy making a six-figure income and they're closing deals for me. And guess what? I'm traveling the world. I'm donating to my favorite charity, my favorite ministry, right? I'm, I've got all the time freedom in the world, but I'm putting the systems in place together. But guess what? It starts with hiring your first personal assistant. Delegate things to, to that person. Create the systems in place like, hey, in the morning, here's what you do. You check the to-do list, boom. Then you check the emails, boom. And then here's, then you check the project management. And you take uh, projects from this stage to this stage. And you take projects from this stage to this stage. And here's a protocol. When you go, uh, w- when it goes this many days in this stage, you send this message out. If they don't reply in this amount of time, you're now messaging this person, this person, this person in an email. Plus, you're putting a ticket. You create the system in place for them that works like clockwork. And then when that system is created, let's say they have to be replaced. You have a manual of this system. You're able to pass on that system to somebody else that you may hire. So they could pick off right where this person left off. Does that make sense? Now, you went from 10,000 
that one project manager, that one assistant helped you go from, you know, 10,000 in profits. So you're paying her three, you're keeping seven. Now you're at 15,000 in profits. Now you could use another three to 5,000 and you hire the next person, right? And you keep scaling and you keep scaling and you keep scaling. Now, now as time goes on, you can start saying, hey man, now I'm doing more volume. Now I've got a little bit more time. I could afford to take an extra $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 and, and live a little bit more comfortable. Drive a nicer car. Take nicer vacations. I get that. But too many people, the mistake that they make, they make more money for the first time. Their expenses go up. But guess what? They still are dedicating the same amount of time. No, you've got to delegate. Now let's talk about number four, which is a recap of what we just talked about. How do you scale? You scale with people, with technology, and with systems. So we already talked about people and systems. Now let's talk about technology. What am I talking about technology? Let's get into that. For example, let's talk about a virtual training system. By the way, shout out to my buddy Bradley uh, with uh, uh, Lightspeed VT, Lightspeed uh, Virtual Training. Uh, he closes some of the top people in the world, right? Grant Cardone, um, Tony Robbins, and some of the best, some of the top marketers and salespeople in the world. A virtual training system. That is one of the ways to scale. For example, for new employees, for new sales reps, they come on board. Hey, here's a virtual training system. We've got the live Zoom trainees, the live trainees in person, but we also have this training system that you've got to go through. So our company has a training system that's about three to five hours. It takes somebody to go through it. When they go through that, I have my own training academy that teaches them, you know, the solar crash course, how to get their first 10 electric bills, how to pitch people, how to contact their war market, fast start training. So I've got these systems that I don't have to spend all this time via, even if it's via group meetings. We do group meetings, yes. But I've got hours and hours of training that is in order for these people that really want to make it work for them to get trained. Why? Because that's a part of the system. I may be asleep. Somebody could be watching these trainings and getting trained on how to prospect, how to get the utility bill, how, how to learn the fundamentals of solar. They're learning every single time how to learn more and more about solar. So a virtual training system is a perfect example. Another part of the system is, of technology rather, is, for example, Zoom. Every Mondays and Tuesdays, we do live trainings via Zoom. And we get anywhere from 80 people to 300 people to, to, from our sales team to get on these trainings. As a matter of fact, tonight, we're doing a training tonight at 6 p.m. There's an impromptu training, a leadership training that we're doing tonight. I've got a special guest. I'm leveraging technology. Now, how do I contact these 1,000-plus uh, consultants? Through technology. I've got all of them in a CRM. You imagine trying to message every single one or call every single one of the 1,000 people at the same time? Of course not. That'd be silly. Who has time for that? But you know what I do have time for? Compose one email. That, by the way, with technology, I could set that email to be sent out at a certain time to a certain group of people, right, via email or text. So for tonight's webinar, we're probably going to have 200 people on that webinar at 6 p.m. Pacific tonight. I'm going to send out a, uh, a reminder. By the way, the training tonight is on the science of getting rich, and I have a special guest speaker that's going to come and train on the science of getting rich. Because developing sales organizations, it's all about continuing to grow. People need to feel like they are growing when they're a part of your organization. The point is, I'm kind of, you know, getting off track a little bit. The technology, I'm going to email blast everybody right after this interview. And then after that, I'm going to text blast people 30 minutes before the training starts. I'm leveraging technology. I have all of my sales organization on different groups. We have a Telegram group. So when people have questions, when people make sales, 
They can share the questions, the sales, the support on the Telegram group, and everybody's there to help each other out. If somebody needs a closer, they say they put the bat sign there. Hey, man, I need a closer. I got an appointment today at 7 o'clock. Which one of the closers can help me? The closers come in there. Boom. Hey, I'm available. Book me. Tag me. Boom. So what are we doing? We're using technology. So even if I'm not available, somebody I personally brought on board has a question and I'm recording a podcast episode, they could ask in the Telegram group and guess what? They get their questions answered. We have the Telegram group. We have the Facebook group. We have the CRMs. We have the virtual training systems. So the way that you scale a business is people, systems, technology. Anyways, man, if you guys like this video, show me some appreciation. Like it, comment it, share it. Okay. And here's one thing I will tell you. Don't just watch these videos one time. You've, you're not going to get the gist of not only my videos, any, any videos, any videos that you find valuable from anybody. You're not going to get the value watching them once. You're going to have to watch them again. And as let's say you watch it today and six months later, you watch it again. Because you've got some new experience between now and the next six months, six months later, you're going to catch things different than you did six months ago. Trust me when I tell you, learning and sharpening your act should be something that you do like brushing your teeth. You don't brush your teeth once. Training isn't something you do, you did. It's something you do. You should always be sharpening your axe. Anyways, JC Rangel signing off. I'll see you guys at the top or from the top. Take care.